You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about what else? Hypnosis. With a very special guest who I will introduce shortly. In the meantime, stay tuned. We will be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, people? It's David Wright, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Happy to have you with us. Those of you watch, watching on Facebook Live, thanks for tuning in live. Those of you listening later to the recording, I appreciate that as well. We are here in the Podcast Detroit Northville Studios. Welcome back, sir. With me, as always, is Matt. Hey, you well, know, most of the time, most ninety nine percent of the time, thanks is for Matt. That. Yeah, thanks for that. But yeah, he's he's <laughs> in punching buttons, pushing your buttons. Yep, yes, he's he's just back there doing whatever. <laughs> oh, good for you. No, I appreciate Matt and what he does. He sets everything up, takes all the tech away from me, and uh, I don't have to worry about it. You need to focus, man. I know. I need to learn something. Yeah. Oh, da 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 like this in the background. What the <laughs> fuck is it with you? So let me tell you where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. On my website, you'll find my podcast page along with my store and a bunch of other stuff. So uh, take a look there. Uh, my store has a bunch of MP3 downloads ebooks a lot of other stuff that will be useful for you so take a look i finally downloaded the procrastination one finally finally you finally did it i did yes good good and and then the next one will be the um um oh shoot what was the what was the other one we just did oh now that you've Stop procrastinating. You need to get you confident. Yes. This is hypnosis for confidence is next. Yes. <laughs> My social media, you can find me on Facebook and on YouTube, Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter and Instagram, both are Motor City Hypno. And if you would like to contribute financially to the show, you can also find me on Patreon, which is a creator site where creators put their stuff out there and people are able to donate as they see fit. If you small, very small donations, it's not a huge commitment, but it helps uh, me to run the show and bring good content, good content to you. Uh, you know, you have things like uh, my coffee mug, which I'm using, Ooh, not, not, not for coffee right now, by the way. It's water. Yeah. We open a bottle just before the show. Flavored started. water. I'm not going to say, say flavored water. That, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and as usual on every show, I'm giving away a free hypnosis guide. Um, and also a couple of the other things that we've been giving away the last few episodes are still out there. Uh, my hypnosis for confidence download. That's a free download. And I'm, I'm still giving the link for um, the book, The End of Procrastination, How to Stop Postponing and Live a Fulfilled Life. Hmm. That goes back a couple of episodes, but I'm, I'm just going to keep that link in the show notes. So take a look at the show notes. All those links will be there 
for you to take a look at. And those of you that are actually on Facebook Live, if you have any questions or comments or you just want to yell at the man, uh, you can do that through a watch party or through the uh, stream device. And you can actually say uh, hi like uh, Amy Wright did. Oh, Amy Wright. That's my sister. Yeah. So Amy. So thanks for uh, chiming in there, Amy. Hey, Amy. <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> that means we love you. <laughs> yeah, it's my sister. I haven't talked to her forever. Thanks, Amy, for checking in. Yeah. I appreciate it. That's awesome. <laughs> so we are now it is time for the winner of the week. That's how winning is done. All right. So a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now. No idea People what you're are talking stressed. About. People are anxious. Zero um, idea. So that's why, and honestly, from the beginning of this podcast, that's why I wanted to do something positive every show. It doesn't matter what's happening. We're going to just step away and look at something good. You've made me cry before. Just going to say. I have. Yeah. yeah. And without physical no, intervention. No, not at all. Right. No, no. That, my yes. arm still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. So this story comes from um, California, Fresno County. Oh, after a young baseball player lost not only her home, but also her prized baseball card collection in the Creek Fire, a local man stepped in with a very special gift. Hmm. Uh, in addition to being a diehard San Francisco Giants fan, Reese Osterberg, age nine, is also one of the best baseball players in her league, hmm. according to Cal Fire Fresno County Fire Department. She's a fierce competitor, loves baseball. Reese is a natural lefty with a swing as smooth as butter. <laughs> That's what the department said, which is great. About like, nine year old. It's like butter. It's like, like so butter. many other children, Reese's 2020 baseball season was canceled by the pandemic. That that sucks. That I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are going through that. Yes. So long story short, they when the fire when the wildfires encroached on their Fresno County home, um, they got out along with their livestock and some other valuables, but they forgot her baseball card collection and it burned up in the fire. Unfortunately, that blows. So less than 72 hours after they made it to safety, the house was destroyed, taking her card collection, which she spent three years building. Um, And then she said, it's been really tough. Just thinking of the cards I own, bring back memories and Mm. stuff. So the fire department stepped in and this gentleman, I'm going to find his name. Bob, I'll come back to the name. It it doesn't matter, but the Fresno (laughs) fire department stepped in and there was one individual in in particular, um, that Emmett Grayson. Is that his name? Nope. Nope. Okay. That was another person. Kevin Ashford. There There, it is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. I had to look at it. Yes. (laughs) No, no, don't shut me up. Best rehearsal ever. Best yes, I know, ever, I know. Yes. That's what happens when you don't outline your or, or <laughs> highlight your your read here. So anyway, Kevin Ashford donated, gave his collection of twenty five thousand cards to this little girl. Oh my god, Kevin Ashford from the from the Fresno Fire Department. Wow. Yeah, he had amassed twenty five thousand cards in the twenty five years he's been collecting. That's craziness. And gave it to this nine year old girl. That is amazing. Yeah, I love. I, I love. I love that. You know what? I have no use for it anymore. And yes, I, I'm very passionate about it. But sure. what am I going to do with them? Here's a nine-year-old that appreciates it. Yeah, that, that would just love it. And, and just the meaning, of yeah. course, she lost her house, which right. is the big thing. Right. The cards are secondary. But for her, that was an important thing. Absolutely. So yeah. Love that. Thank Kevin you. Kevin Ashford, that, that's why you're our winner of the week. 
That's how winning is done. Yes, sir. It sure is. <laughs> so we are back. And we are talking about, believe it or not, hypnosis, because this is a hypnosis podcast. I'm excited. I mean, sometimes we talk about, we, we, we usually talk about mental health type things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but today really is going to be about hypnosis. Um, those of you who were with me last episode, we actually went through what an induction sounds like and had you follow along. Mm-hmm. And again, if you go back to that episode, don't drive while you're listening to that. Just <laughs> disclaimer, it's on the notes, but yeah, please. In, case, in case people don't read. But I have a special guest today. So let me tell you a little bit about her. My special guest has been studying the power of the mind in different aspects for decades. She has applied it to all areas of her life and is what led her to hypnosis. She completed her advanced hypnosis training through an accredited school, and she eagerly seeks out continuing educational opportunities. Mm. There is no end to what we are capable of learning. My guest works with clients of all ages and a variety of issues. In addition, her hypnosis certification She is certified in integrative addiction solutions, emotional intelligence coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, and the bulimia breakthrough method. Her private practice is in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where she lives with her husband of 25 years. There are three young adult girls, along with two dogs, a cat, and many foster animals. That's amazing. I'm going to... I'll ask her when she gets on. She's on. She, she's, no, no, she's listening. She spent 13 years living in Europe where she gained insight into other cultures and ways of living as well as becoming bilingual in German. My guest has a passion for learning, walking her dogs, traveling, 70s disco music, World Cup soccer, and improv. She fully believes that we are only stopped by our own limitations and we create our own lives or we create our lives through our thoughts, emotions, and actions. Welcome, my good friend, Kali, Kelly. I, <laughs> punch me in the face, Kelly. Kelly von Heidenkampf. See, I was, I was fo- so focused on getting the last name out, I messed up your first name, which is, which is ridiculous. Uh, I, I've known you for years. Kali. Kali? Yeah. yeah, first um, time. The <laughs> are you doing? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> You have a brain like a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Kelly. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Long story short, we uh, this was probably two, three years ago. I attempted to start a podcast. Okay. And we actually recorded an episode together like three years ago. That just I don't know what happened to it. It's gone. <laughs> it's out there. I it's did somewhere. it from my desk at home, and it's it, it sounded okay, but it definitely wasn't. A, you know, is it under your desk still? Or? Yeah, 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 I don't know. <laughs> so, Kelly, thanks for being fun. here. It was fun to do. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it gave us practice, if nothing else. So, yep. Kel- Kelly and I met many years ago at one of our famous hypnosis conferences that I've mentioned many times on the show, which is usually in Vegas, of course. And um, that that's kind of our getaway every year. But I mean, not yeah. our, not Kelly and me, but like the group of us. Right, hypnotists. right. No, I, I understand right. what you're saying. Yeah. Just don't want any, any <laughs> misunderstandings there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kelly, tell me just a little bit about um, about you. Let, let's let's just, just catch up a little bit. Like, I don't know you, but I do. But um, tell me a little more in addition to the intro I just gave you. Okay. Well, one of the first things I can tell you is how much I dislike that question. <laughs> <laughs> because 
Right. So many different avenues, so many different roles, parts. Yep. Yep. From so, a hypnosis standpoint, from a mom. Yep. From, from yep. Okay, it was a crappy question. So let's give let, me let some me, direction here, David. Let, let me give you something specific then. So, there you go. So let, let's let's address some of the few specialties that you have that that I read in in your bio and, and what kind of led you to these different specialties. The okay. first the first one was integrative addiction solutions, um, and I don't yeah. know what what kind of prompted you to want to get into that or what. You know, what well, made you really, feel like I you was did? interested in that because I, first of all, really respected the instructor. So that was done by Melissa's Tears. Mm. And, you know, there uh, the world of addiction is really fascinating if you think about it because you've got this, you've kind of got the, the old school, the AA recovery model, and then you've got all of this new scientific information coming in about the mind. And there isn't, a whole lot of congruency among different camps, mm-hmm. you know, and you may even have heard about the, you know, the, the, the camp that is sort of saying, um, yes, addiction, but it, addiction is really nothing more than a habit. So we've got all these different kind of, all this different chatter. And at the end of the day, and I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, so much of a person's belief system plays into what their recovery will look like. You know, do they believe that they need to surrender to a higher power? Um, Is that higher power? Does that have to be God? Is it Jesus? What happens if you end up in a recovery program that requires that of you, but you don't believe that Mm -hmm. is how is that going to contribute to your success? So this integrative addictions um, certification is kind of taking that really customized, unique approach to what you as an individual specifically need based on your belief system about what you think is possible or isn't possible. And what are the steps going to look like specifically for you to, um, to, to, to overcome that habit, addiction, whatever it is that you want to call it. So. It's a great point because I, I have a lot of clients that come in who don't who don't necessarily have a faith per se. They 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 don't believe in God necessarily, or yeah. and, and and the higher power and that side of it always turns them off, and and they they're are yeah. already automatically kind of disqualifying them disqualifying themselves from getting help there because they just don't buy into it. Yep. So so there has there has to be other approaches for those for that population or those people. Well, and that's one of the things that I love about hypnosis really is because that whole conversation about uh, you know, a higher power, whatever you want to call it, God, I, I believe that, that you can absolutely have that conversation for those people who don't subscribe to a religion or to spirituality. And yet uh, many of those people still have a belief that there's a life force and energy, something larger than them. So it's, it's, it's about finding and using their own language to empower them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the languaging, we know how important language is in hypnosis. Yes. And, and in, the re, in the typical recovery world of AA, th- there's a lot of talk about surrendering. And that can be a very, very, very loaded word. Yes. I, I believe that we have a very 
dysfunctional relationship with the word surrender that most of us have come to believe it means give up, give away your power, um, nothing's ever going to change. It's just all going to stay like this. I've come to believe, however, that there is tremendous power in that word surrendering. It's all about teaching people a different perspective, a new reframe, and making it useful to them. So it doesn't matter what I believe. It doesn't matter if I Mm -hmm. believe in God or a religion or what, what I think the best solution is for you. You need to have a say so and be a participant in what that looks like. Not everybody wants to be a participant in, in finding and showing up in bigger ways in their lives. You know, Kelly, you said, uh, like the, you said the word surrendering. And when people hear the word surrendering, they kind of get, they, they think that it was giving up almost, but it's Mm -hmm. not giving up. It's really trying to understand a different point of view almost. Would that be an appropriate uh, thought? different point of view and and mostly the point of view is i am i am finally going to stop fighting what is Mm -hmm. i'm not going to fight what is any longer and anybody you know david you probably know this with you know when you're helping somebody who who wants to quit cigarettes you know it's the same thing when they stop fighting against it and they can start working with where they are at and move forward from there and if because if you're if you're not surrendering if you're in that fight then there's always this tension there's always this Mm -hmm. holding up this blocking off this restriction i don't i don't want that anymore i just want to get rid of it i don't want to have to deal with it and that's not how it works we've really got to surrender into something to accept where we are at right now knowing that there's a place to move into. It's not about giving up. It's not about just not changing anything. It's about really identifying your starting point. You know, and, 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 and the way you put that is the same way I approach a lot of my anxiety clients because they spend yes. so much time fighting it. And, yes. and, I, and, and I, I try to, to create a space where it's like, listen, you've been through this before. You know it's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You know you're not going to die. It feels it, it, you may feel like that, but but you yeah. if you've been through it enough times, you know what the end result is. You always are fine afterwards. So sit with that feeling and identify it, and 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 just let it be for a moment, so that so that yeah. you can just just know that it's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. It's the, I I think our work is so fascinating. I can't imagine a more fascinating line of work to be in. Um. Just because it is so empowering, right? And because you can get results so quickly, you can you can you can map out improvement within one session. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean everything's resolved within a session, but you can start creating improvement within a session. Mm-hmm. Well, and, 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 and I and, and, I, find, I think that's just incredible. I mean, and you probably have a lot of them, Kelly. Excuse me. I know I do. I, I have a lot of clients who come in for smoking cessation and, I, and yeah. a lot of them are done after the first session. Yep. It just, once, once you make that disconnect or that connect, whatever way you want to put it, they, they just are done. It was so interesting. I had a, I had somebody call me today and, and, and one of the comments he made was, you know, I know this is going to be really, really hard. 
Like I already know it's going to be super hard to stop smoking. Yeah. And I just asked, how do you know, how do you know that under like who's according to who <laughs> is it going to be very, very hard, you know, and that really I ain't is- listening to you no more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you start right. to ask these questions and, and it really throws people for a loop because they begin to realize how much of what they believe, how much the BS Yep. Their belief system, they just accept without ever, ever, ever questioning it. Well, and that's and that's the whole point of changing thinking. If if yeah. if you if you already believe it in the beginning, whatever it is, that's your truth, and that's what's going to happen until you change the belief system. The behaviors yeah. and feelings are not going to change. Hmm. Can I share one of the uh, one of the sort of visuals that I use for belief? Yes, in my sentence. Yes, please. So. So I always ask people what the difference between a belief and a truth is. And it I usually end up having to fill in the blank because I really sit there struggling with that for a long time. And I simply tell them, you know, beliefs can change. The, the truth is uh, the truth. Yes. The truth about you is it's your fully resourced. But then, you know, we take that belief that they've been struggling with. And I, if you really look at that belief, like really look at that, you know, spell it out in your mind. E-E-L-I-E-F. What do you see right in the middle there? There's uh, that lie. Uh-huh. What happens when you begin to tug on that lie? Like you would tug on the uh-huh. snag of the and you just begin to pull it and pull it and pull it until the whole thing unravels. And people love that analogy. They just love it. And it, it's so powerful because they they do realize how quickly something like that can can dissolve and just be mm-hmm. transformed. Well, and, and just even that, just that that belief changes the truth never does that that just that statement is is empowering to people yeah absolutely and most people don't know the truth about who they are so then we have to back up and Mm -hmm. you know um go through those sorts of things but um it's it's just incredibly empowering work and i think that's probably one of the reasons why i never specialized also is because I, i just find it so fascinating the the calls I get, the the clients I get, the the issues that we deal with. Um, you know, I had some lady who wanted to eat more fish and didn't like fish. So. <laughs> right. Now I've I've done the opposite. I've had people like give up something like I just don't want to have soda anymore. I just want to quit. Yeah. So I, I've done that, but I've I've never added something that someone didn't like. Yeah, I did have a gal call me and ask me if I could put her into hypnosis so she could see the upcoming winning lottery numbers for the Minnesota lottery. <gasps> oh, great Odin's Raven. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, uh, I have sure, to admit, I can do that as long as I get a I cut. <laughs> I want a finder's fee. <laughs> wanted to do it. A part of me wanted to do it and say, okay, I'm not going to charge you anything, but I get 10% of it. A- absolutely. Winning. that's that's funny so you you mentioned in in, a little bit ago you mentioned the term language so so let's 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 go from that in into into neuro-linguistic programming and for those of you who don't know just just give a brief description of what that is oh Gosh, David, if I would have known you were going to ask them like that, I would have prepared an elevator speech. You would have, you would have um, it, it basically, that's not how it works. <laughs> yes. 
basically works under the assumption that your brain associates different properties through the use of language and imaging to different experiences. Mm-hmm. And so if we, we know that memory is malleable. Yep. And so if we revisit experiences and experiences, situations, whatever it is we're, we're revisiting, and begin to change the way that the mind has stored that memory. If we begin to take apart the imagery and replace it with different things, if we start playing with different sounds, if we start playing with um, the feelings of it, we can even go as far as, you know, listing out specific properties like, you know, um, uh, you know, identifying temperature to different feelings, identifying different color with different feelings, mm-hmm. um, things like this. Uh, the the premise is once you start to change those things, when that memory gets restored then, because memory is malleable, so it's like you bring up a memory, you change different properties about it, you restore it, the mind doesn't restore it in the exact same way that it was before. And you can begin to um, change how you think and feel and act based on prior experiences. Wait a minute. This could be some kind of scam or possibly scam over. And it's, I'm going to, I'm going to give a personal example of how memory is malleable because I have a brother. I have a twin brother. For those of for the audience out there, who there's two know. of you. There's we're not identical, All but right. but I, I am a twin. Say, damn. So when I don't know, we we were probably I'm going to guess around the ages of nine, ten, eleven. But th- there was one year my dad got us these these suits. They were these checkered suits. Of course, this is the seventies, folks. So imagine what these suits look like. You know, the it's, two of us. It, it wasn't Halloween. It was like no, no. This was like like yeah, we were snazzed up for the holiday. We thought we were. I'm we just thinking we looked fantastic. Dumb and Dumbers coming yeah, to mind. The yeah, movie exactly. Kind of, like, one orange, so one blue. Yes, they were checkered, and one was one was green, and the other one was blue. Uh, there it is. So later, years later, somehow this came up at a family at a holiday or a family gathering or something. And I was insistent. I was, I was, I, I would have bet my life that I had the green suit that was in my memory. I'd seen it over and over again. And maybe a half a year later, my mom found a picture of it and I didn't have the green suit on. I had the blue one on. That's hilarious. And, and honestly, even now, when I'm saying I don't even know now is now which one it was, blue or green. I couldn't tell you to this day, but I know I was wrong, and that was what my memory was. I was so sure of that memory, but it wasn't accurate. And that's such a great example you know, that not only is memory malleable, but it's subjective. It's completely yeah. subjective, and that's why two siblings or more siblings, you know, five kids growing up in the same house with the same parents – in the same circumstances can have a completely different story about one event that happened. And that's why we have such a hard time relating to each other sometimes. Cause we're like, well, yeah, because it's, it's, it's the it didn't same happen that way. It happened this way. Right. Like the, the event that whatever the event was, there's truth there, but everybody has a different interpretation of it or a different view yeah. about it. I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> yeah, really. That that's it's 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 just it's it's we just have a different perception, and that's that's what makes that conflict. Yeah, huh. perception is reality. 
For sure. So, so with NLP, and, and, I, and, and I, I know quite a bit about this, because a lot of the language used in hypnosis is, is NLP language. And, and, it, and it really is a, a it, it's, it, it's like when we future pace hypnosis, that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I know I've talked about this in prior shows. When I work with smokers, I don't say, you're, you're going to stop smoking, because I'm, I'm already acknowledging that they're currently doing it. Hmm. The, the wording is, you you are a non-smoker. That that is your existence as of this moment, and 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 it's just it's just it can be simple wording that makes a huge difference. Well, and I I even take it as further and and tell people I said you're not here to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. You're here to learn how to remain smoke free. Yep. You know, and I don't know how many people when when I've told them that they're just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You've already stopped, so so you don't have to. That's yeah, well, yeah, and that's the whole thing because, but, and, and I and and again, the, the, the just just the acknowledgement and, and saying you've already made this decision. The decision's yeah. already made. Hmm. Well, we're just here to we're just here to reinforce it. That's the only thing we're doing. And you know, one of my favorite parts too is you know it, it, it's just interesting sometimes what filters into a person, and maybe you've had this doesn't happen often. But um, we're, you know, we'll have a great conversation. I'll do a great session. You know, and the languaging is always about this is the change. You already are this change. You know, and I spend a lot of time explaining to people that we are just we are reverse engineering the assumed success. Mm -hmm. That's all we're doing. Mm -hmm. The success, your success is assumed. Now we're going to reverse engineer and go through all these steps to give you the information so you know what to do instead, so you know how you can feel instead, so you know what choices to make instead. And then every now and then I'll I'll have a person, and I always discuss this up front, and I've gotten better about doing it, but I always have that person who after the session uh, says, well, now I'm going to go out and test it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, sit back down in the chair because obviously you just like dismissed the entire session, yes, sweetie. Right, yes. So right. yeah, you know this this idea of testing it because who likes tests? Yeah, Nobody. No, yeah. And, Nobody. and and just with that just with that statement already says that they've they've resisted something that you're trying to get them to to believe in. Exactly, and and if if you have to test it, that assumes. That assumes at some point there, there's going to be a point that you are looking for where you will fail. Yes, absolutely. That, that's what they're looking for. And so so I've gotten much better about having that conversation on the front end about there is no test. If we right. go back, we were talking about Star Wars yeah. before we went on air. Right. Yeah. Yoda, yeah. There, is no, there is no do. There's either you're either doing oh, or you're not hold doing on. it. There is no try. Hold on. No, try not. You, or do not. There it is. There is no try. That's it. There of course, no of try. course, I have that on my soundboard. <laughs> yeah. So, folks, we are going to be back with Kelly. We're doing uh, we're doing another session or another episode right after this. <laughs> a session. I'm used to see. I'm yeah. thinking we're in hypnosis right now. I mean, I might be, but listen to uh, the sound of my yes, voice. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> Sleep. I'll be on my desk. I passed out. So we're going to be back next episode and finish up our our conversation with our special guest, um, Kelly von Heidenkampf, Kali, 
<laughs> as I said in the beginning. So we will be back to finish up talking about a lot of cool stuff involving hypnosis and a little bit of other stuff maybe outside of that. So come back and join us. In the meantime, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. I will see you next time.